Welcome back to Health Bite, my podcast where I offer you small, actionable bites towards healthy weight and weight management through greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udim, and I created this podcast as an alternative to the noise to offer you knowledge-based guidance in the areas of nutrition, fitness, habit change, and mindset that I use with my patients in my medical practice every day to help them achieve healthy weight and health. We talk a lot about self-care and self-compassion on this podcast, partly because the science shows that our ability to lose weight or engage in habit change or achieve our goals depends on it. While many of us still believe in bullying ourselves into change, that's what I call motivating ourselves from a place of shame and, quote, tough love. The science really shows that actually that's not effective in the long run. Far more effective is being able to approach ourselves from a place of self-acceptance and self-compassion, which means that we have goals. We may want to lose weight, for example, and yet we are able to accept ourselves in this moment as we are and also accept how we got to this point. A lot of people struggling right now with weight gain, particularly on the heels of the pandemic. And just to give you statistics, by the way, 42% of Americans reported gaining weight during the pandemic with average reported weight gain of nearly 30 pounds. So if you fall into that category, you certainly are not alone. And oftentimes, That truth, the fact that we, quote, let ourselves go or something happened that got us to this point is met with a lot of shame and self-condemnation and self-directed anger. And if we can actually approach ourselves from a place of understanding and self-compassion, we are far uh, better off and far better positioned to make effective change. You can hear more about self-compassion practices in past episodes that we'll link in the show notes. The most recent episode was actually, I think, two or three weeks ago. But today I want to address a misconception about self-compassion and self-care practices, which is the belief that self-care is necessarily the fun and frivolous stuff and that self-compassionate means giving ourselves a pass on doing the hard work. Now, self-care does not mean giving into the status quo, giving into complacency, or even what feels easy or good in the moment. On the contrary, engaging in true self-care means doing hard things because we know that they're in our best interest and because we know we are worth the effort. But again, to be able to do them in a way that is compassionate, meaning patiently, mindfully, and in a non-judgmental way. So let's delve into this a little bit more and into an example of self-care as it relates to health and weight. You may think of eating out or a glass of rosé as an act of self-care. And while that may feel good and or be something that you want to engage in, and that's totally fine, That's not the kind of self-care that I'm talking about. That, by definition, is not self-care. 
Self-care practices serve you in a deeper and more durable way than kind of that momentary pleasure, which is good in its own right, which may have a purpose or serve a role uh, in and of itself. But that's not what we mean by self-care. Self-care is more taking time, for example, to prepare nourishing food for yourself. When you take time to think up, plan, prepare, and create a nourishing meal for yourself, you are engaging in a true act of self-care. Using nourishing ingredients that support your body and health is a form of self-care. Making sure that the food is prepared in a wholesome manner that you may not get from a restaurant or certainly not from ordering in on an app, that is a form of self-care. Taking the time to do this work for yourself. Time is such a valuable resource, one that we readily give up to other people and other things. Our kids, our families, our parents, our friends, our work. But using time for ourselves to cook, prepare, nourishing food for ourselves is a radical act of self-care. It says, damn it, I'm worth the time of effort needed to care for myself. Notice I use the word effort. I didn't say easy. DoorDash is easy. Uber Eats is easy. Grabbing something comfortable, you know, can be easy. A frozen meal is easy. Cooking is effort. It may even be hard to do at times. But when you take the time to do that for yourself, you are engaging in the ultimate act of self-care. You're making a statement that you matter just as you would if you did that for a partner, for your child, or health for your dog. So the point is to redefine self-care to from what is maybe easy and convenient and expedient to what is truly nourishing. And I think sometimes we confuse these two. I hear often people say things like, oh, take it easy on yourself. Engage in an act of self-care, like be self-caring by grabbing whatever is around. Taking it easy on yourself, and I'm not saying taking take it hard on yourself, but taking it easy on yourself or giving into the status quo over and over and over again and not doing the hard work for yourself, the work that you deserve, is not an act of self-care. It's an act of self-neglect. So do the work. Show up for yourself, but do it in a way that is compassionate, kind, and non-judgmental. I wonder, does that make sense that doing what's easy and comforting is seen as as being caring for ourselves or kind to ourselves, but that's not necessarily the case? We talked about the pandemic, but this is something that, that I came up a lot during the pandemic, even in our own house, in my own household. We suggested that we be kind to ourselves by taking it easy and comforting ourselves with food and drink. And so many of us 
did that. And again, I don't want to vilify anything here or even to suggest that there was something wrong with doing this once in a while, especially during those initial months of the pandemic when we didn't know what the heck was going on. But for example, in my family, we started ordering in once a week during lockdown of the pandemic as a way to bring some change in variety and variability into the week. But even that had to be reconsidered at some point in time because the practice started to get more frequent. It was associated with poor nutritional choices and wine for me and my husband. And at some point, we had to take stock of what was happening and to make change. Yeah, it's easy after a long day's work to just order in something that's on our phones. Over time, doing what's easy, convenient, and expedient in the vein of not being harder on ourselves is is actually antithetical or goes against self-care. Many of us make food choices based on convenience these days or even entertainment. Some of us will use this thinking uh, in regards to meals, multiple meals, multiple times per day, eating out or ordering in because it's easy or because on some level we feel that we deserve it or it's a form of reward because of how hard we're working. But again, is this really a reward? Is this really a form of care? When we consistently eat foods that are heavy, high in calorie, made from subpar ingredients in subpar ways, loaded with salt and sugar and fat, are we really caring for ourselves? Or are we harming ourselves, mind and body? The very opposite of quote, self-care. And I use this rationale to reconsider comfort foods all the time. Some people say comfort food is kind. It's a, it's a way of caring for ourselves and caring for others. And again, this is not to vilify these foods. These foods, these quote, comfort foods, pies and mac and cheese and those kinds of decadences, sometimes it's is okay. But let's think about what happens when we eat these comfort foods on the regular. What happens when we're eating out and eating these decadent, quote, comfort foods multiple times a week or multiple times a day? For example, imagine a typical Western diet, a bagel for breakfast, followed by pizza and Coke for lunch, followed by pasta and wine at night maybe some savory or sweet snacks in between. Now imagine you do this or something similar repeatedly. In the short term, eating that bagel or sugary drink, which is full of refined and processed carbohydrates, drives up your blood sugar, which after which you crash and are left feeling anxious, irritable, hungry, and full of cravings. That doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like your body is cared for. In fact, it feels like we just set the house on fire. That fatty meal, like a big bowl of creamy pasta or mac and cheese, we are left feeling heavy, bloated, overly full. The alcohol, what about the alcohol? Even though alcohol initially takes the edge off and may feel like an act of leisure, fun, or self-care, what happens then? The alcohol interferes with our sleep as well as our mood. I've recorded several podcasts, actually, about the effects of alcohol on our mind and body, just go back and search your platform or you can head over to dradienudeem.com 
to get more information. But again, doing any of these things occasionally, it's fine. But when we do them routinely and under the guise of, oh, taking it easy, taking it, taking care of ourselves, we're actually doing the opposite of self-care. We are doing self-harm. We are hijacked by the moment-to-moment, day-to-day effects of our diet. Our bodies and our minds are hijacked. Our emotions, our mental state and physical state and well-being are hijacked. And when we do this consistently, we're also met with the downstream consequences of weight gain and all the physical effects that that has, as well as the downstream mental consequences, as well as the downstream mental consequences, which are depression and anxiety. And yes, when we consume these foods consistently, the types of foods that we associate with comfort are actually associated with a higher risk for depression and anxiety when consumed consistently. So the point here is doing the right thing for ourselves Engaging in true self-care should not be confused with doing what is easy or expedient or gives us the most immediate, fastest emotional payoff. These things, the fast and easy that make us feel good in the short term, are actually not aligned with self-care. True self-care takes work and effort. But in the long run, doing that work and Providing that effort pays dividends in the long run. I want to encourage you to do the right thing for yourself and for your body. Truly care for yourself and your body by doing things that take work and effort because you are worth the effort, but approach it in a self-compassionate manner by having understanding for yourself for why you are where you are in this moment, for uh, and with self-acceptance, accepting yourself how you are just as you are in this moment and knowing that you can be self-accepting and yet you commit to making change that will only help support you as you go forward. Remind yourself that maybe you didn't have the knowledge or the bandwidth to do certain things for yourself. Be kind by managing your expectations and reminding yourself that you don't have to be perfect in order to be effective. Nobody is perfect in this effort, nor do they need to be. Sometimes we won't get it right. Sometimes we'll opt to do it a different way, especially if we are new to this type of thinking or have done things in another way for a long time. It takes time to make change. We are human. And using this compassionate understanding and this stance will make us more resilient to when we falter, better able to get up, dust ourselves off, and move forward, and in doing so, more able to make sustained and durable change. So I hope that in this podcast, we've really made the distinction between fun and entertaining and easy and true self-care. Self-care is deliberate. It can be challenging, time-intensive, resource-intensive, but it is worth the time, effort, 
resource and work because it's doing right by ourselves, doing right for ourselves, mind and body in the long run. Do the right things for yourselves, people. (laughs) Take the time and the effort to do what's good for your mind and body. Do it in a way that is compassionate, non-judgmental, kind, and understanding. Remind yourself that it doesn't have to be perfect in order to be effective. And in approaching your mind and body and your habits this way, you are so much more likely to engage in self-care practices that are durable, consistent, and long-lasting. Wishing you a happy and healthy week. If this podcast helped align your mindset to that end, I would love it if you would hop onto whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other. Write us a five-star review. Let us know why you love this podcast and share with someone that you love. Have a great week, and I can't wait to see you again next week right here on Health Bite. Until then, bye now.